Just a small disclaimer before we get started, this episode was recorded last year in the midst of the pandemic, just in case there's any things that seem out of context. Thank you so much, and we'll jump right in. Hello everybody, and welcome to Kempenfeld Community Players Podcast. I'm your host, Keelan Ballantyne, and this is Exit Stage Left. to Exit Stage Left, a theater podcast where me, Keelan, your host, will sit down uh, and chat with past members of KCP. Today, I have the pleasure of sitting down with an incredible performer. She's been a uh, part of KCP shows, some of which include Susical the Musical, Dear Edwina, Evita, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat, that's a mouthful, Alice in Wonderland, 9 to 5, Spamalot. She's just an incredible performer. Uh, welcome to the show, Kaylin Tavener. How are you doing, Kaylin? I'm good. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Been a long time KCP person. Yeah, really long time. Both of our both of our families have been involved with KCP. Yeah, for a long time. Like my there was for nine to five. It was like the only show that I got to do with like my mom, my sis, and my sister because yeah. like she was costume designer and then both my mom and I were like in the show yeah so a full family affair (laughs) I don't think I've ever done a show with my my family no (laughs) no Uh, well that's not true I I directed Madagascar and my mom produced but other than that I've I've stayed away from doing shows with my family (laughs) I've done like I've done I I think the majority of the shows that I did with KCP I did with my mom yeah which is kind of funny yeah. But it was a good, I don't know, I really liked it. Yeah, it is, it's It's funny, um, when I started doing KCP and, like, SST, um, I never got to do anything with, like, you guys and, like, your group, but I've done shows with your mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Um, awesome, cool, cool, cool. Well, let's uh, jump into some questions here. Uh, first one, I ask everybody, uh, Tell us your journey into theater. How did it get started? Was there like uh, a moment or someone that kind of piqued your interest and you were like, oh, I want to do that? Um, how did you catch the theater bug? Uh, I probably got it from my sister, to be honest. Like she, um, like growing up, like I always did dance and like sing. Well, she started doing um theater locally um she was a part of this like theater troupe called uh the strolling youth players yeah yeah and uh, yeah so she was a part of uh with them for many years and then i started taking voice lessons from joy thompson and then that was probably in like the fifth or sixth grade by then and then i just kind of auditioned uh for oh my god what was it? I my very first audition was for the Sound of Music. Yeah. Which was KCP, yep. I think. Yeah. Didn't get into that one, unfortunately. It was heartbreaking. <laughs> and then um yeah, and then I got into this show called The Queen of Ice Cream. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that was a really fun one. Uh, Sandy LaFont was actually the director. Amazing. That one. And uh, it's where I met Morgan as well. Okay, yeah. And then um, 
so I did that show and then I joined the Sterling Youth Players and then started like I just kind of kept going from there I don't know awesome the Sterling Youth Players are they still are they still around no not anymore unfortunately because I remember seeing a I would say like two shows way back but I haven't I haven't heard of about them in a while so yeah well because there was the name change uh Mm. they were the Sterling Youth Players and then they were uh the Joy of Performing Arts Academy okay but and then back to Sterling Youth oh cool yeah cool started young yeah I find a lot of a lot of I'd say theater in general I find a lot of people tend to start young or they have some sort of spark they Mm -hmm. sing or you know grow up dancing or something like that right it's just it's an easy transition from that definitely yeah um awesome so KCP uh couple years in a row you were part of moving art like uh, triple threat programs um how many years did you do that uh triple threat i did yeah. for three years was that th- through high school yeah yeah cool what shows did you do with 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 moving art I'm trying to remember did uh 13 i did spelling bee and susical oh okay cool 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 yeah yeah Yeah. man those are good shows yeah i loved my time with moving art i think 13 the seeing 13 at moving art definitely sparked my like love of jason robert brown (laughs) yeah oh my god oh so good (laughs) yeah yeah that's if anybody has not listened to that soundtrack uh do it it will bless your ears uh ariana grande in it so well, i mean you're... i got to play charlotte which was <laughs> there Ariana, <we> go. <laughs> like, part and i yeah. remember it being like yeah 13 is a is an interesting show when it came out because um it literally was a cast of of like young teenagers teens, yeah. um, which was very rare for um a, an off-broadway broadway production to do mm-hmm actual you know young kids at the right age <laughs> um it's so incredible and it just really proves just like how talented the youth are and you don't need oh, to totally. pass outside that age range yeah totally and then you have shows like matilda where like you're having like 10 year olds oh my god things and i'm like what am i what am i doing with my life <laughs> i was like wow and i thought like you know i thought i started like fairly young mm-hmm the theater world i was wrong yeah (laughs) i'm like oh well i guess i should just quit now because i'm not eight years old and kind of like yeah belt to the highest notes on the planet yeah i feel like those kids though they their parents are like the like you know dance mom (laughs) oh 100 they have to like they're all getting homeschooled like or like just they do four hours of tutoring a week and the rest of the time they're in their like dance lessons and like vocal <laughs> yeah. coaches that are like a million dollars an hour and, yeah like, yeah you have to be like it there's no there's no way <laughs> yeah they're, they're really like to have your kid push that i mean don't get me wrong these these kids are talented like these are our naturally talented kids no no question but, there yeah Absolutely. yeah you know <laughs> awesome 
the dedication um, it takes is like oh man it's crazy and like you, you people always wonder like oh how many shows do these kids do i mean with matilda i think they had about four matildas yeah they, so they, they tend would... to have like three or four alternates yeah. for the because i i don't think legally they can work a certain amount per day or something yeah the the child labor laws in performing are quite strict yeah. like they have to do school yeah mm-hmm. yeah i remember looking at it um when I was looking for an agent a while back, just kind of going through all like the, the laws and, and, and the rules about it. Um, and, uh, yeah, one of the things was, yeah, like you have to do, I think like four hours of school at least or something like that per day or something like that. They, yeah, they can't work a certain amount of hours in a week. Um, so yeah, usually if you go to a show and there's a, uh, a child actor, there's going to be, you're gonna see if you go multiple times you're gonna see probably different ones each time (laughs) definitely yeah um cool so after high school what where'd you go what happened um so after high school I went to the Canadian College of Performing Arts which is in Victoria BC cool yeah I was there I did two and a half years so it's a two-year uh conservatory program so you do you're there six days a week 12 hours a day like singing dancing acting all that good and then the third year you re-audition um and you essentially run your own theater company for for like one semester that's cool yeah so we put on uh you put on three shows and then um with so you're in the show and you're also like the crew of that show. Wow, cool. You get to do a different mentorship. So for each show, mine were, I did costumes, I did props and uh, business management. Wow, okay, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and you have like two weeks to get it all like put together and like rehearsed and they brought in like guest directors from like local celebrities and people who've worked that's, all over the world. That's so, I've, I had a friend who did uh who did the CCOP and yeah, I, I didn't, I don't think she went back for that year. Cause I was like, I've never heard of this. <laughs> yeah. No, it's really cool. Yeah. I don't know. Like it was such an incredible experience. And then, but also just like being able to fill other roles. Like there are a few mentorships that I wish I could have done. Mm-hmm. Like I love, I would have loved to do lighting. I would have loved to have done like set design, yeah. things like that. Um, but you still get to take workshops for everything cool. yeah. throughout the time, which is a little difficult while you're still like <laughs> putting on a show and like <laughs> yeah. learning your lines, staging everything, and taking classes and still doing your vo- like your vocal lessons, your dance lessons, your yeah. all that stuff. But it was it was an amazing experience. Like That's I, awesome. So which mentorship did you do for that one? Uh, so for our first production, uh, we did Marat Saad, which is like mm-hmm. the persecution and it's like a 10 million long title, but, uh, <laughs> I was the costume designer for that one. So cool. I, well, it was myself and a partner, uh, Jenny Austin. Uh, she was one of my classmates, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we like got to do this, like, 18th 16th century france insane asylum thing oh that's cool 
How much research did you do for have to do for that? Uh, quite a bit, actually. Um, I took care of all of the like inmates. So I was making a lot of hospital gowns. Um, I had to figure out how to make like one of those like flying nun habits. Oh, yeah. Really difficult. <laughs> yeah, I can and imagine. I ended up having to like not do that in the end, uh, just because I didn't have enough starch to like really make it work. Right. But, yeah. No, it was countless hours, like watching documentaries, like scrolling Pinterest. We were like looking. We were like on Google. Mm-hmm. We were lucky enough that um, in Victoria, there's a lot of there's two or three really good um, costume warehouses. Oh, cool. Like all the local theater companies kind of like pull from. And it was right around Halloween. So they had like a lot of like Renaissance type things. Cool. But it was really like really crazy. Did it, when you were doing these shows, did it feel like you were going to school? No, not at all. It was 100% like we were at work. Would you have preferred to feel like you went to school or would was that kind of like that was cool to like just like go and do it? Um, yeah, for that third year, I'm I'm really glad it didn't feel like school, mm-hmm. you know, like we were really like out there working and like kind of running a business, seeing what our lives would be like. Yeah. Um, and it was really, really nice to kind of take everything that we had learned over the like the previous two years and really like hone in on our skills and see really what worked for us in a show context right like like the uh like script analysis character study strategies that you get Mm -hmm. like warm-ups like how do you get into character how you know how how do you really take a script and and like what works best for you and that kind of thing and then yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't think it would have been the same if it felt like we were still in class. It was it was nice too because like it was very much like the year 1 and year 2 like you still get to make your own shows and stuff. It's like really like artsy theater school like you can only you're in all black all the time like yeah. even like a print like a color like a white logo like has to be like all blacks it was like being in a dance studio all the time yeah like you're in like the ballet studio like doing a physical theater class did it feel like what people think of when they think of like that stereotypical theater school is that kind of uh yeah probably yeah (laughs) um we had so like the structure of your typical day is you get there um first thing in the morning and you have one sometimes two dance classes Mm -hmm. and then you have uh your lunch and then in the afternoon you have two like acting style classes so whether that's um so you have like your actor's voice class which is like how to like kind of just learning about your voice and the different do you do your accents your dialects all that kind of stuff there and then you have your like scene study class as well and then there's a dinner break and then in the evenings it's either uh what they called vocal ensemble which is just like 
choir essentially yeah yeah, yeah. um or you had your rehearsals for whatever show was going on and then you go home and flop on the bed and sleep and wake up the next day <laughs> and like we were we were in like the school is in like the basement of an old church building yeah it's like very like compact there was I think there was only 70 people mm-hmm. like throughout like year one and year two so it's like really small you know everybody everybody's in each other's like business yeah so uh what was it like leaving Barry to do theater oh my gosh I definitely had my like my horizons widened when I left Barry yeah I don't know if you had the feeling that I did but like in my mind Barry was so small yeah like I thought Barry was tiny and then like go to Victoria and it's like the same size as Barry if not like a little bit bigger yeah and I was like Oh, and then I'm meeting people from like little hamlets and like <laughs> things. It's like 500 people in their town. I was like, oh. <laughs> well, I remember um, Elmville, Elmville High School had, I think, about 400 students and me being like, that's tiny. And then, yeah, going to this like little town and then being like, my school has three people in it because I'm all of us are homeschooled. <laughs> it's like, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Like I I was used to being in a small school. Like I grew up, I was in the French system, Mm -hmm. like in Barrie. So my class sizes were never more than like 28 people. Yeah. I graduated in a class size of 22, Mm -hmm. you know, like always very, like, I'm just used to like a smaller environment. I think the, the, when I was at Nouvelle, there was 400 people. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I went to the public, like French system, and that was like two hundred and something people total from right. like seven to twelve. Yeah. And I was like, "Yes, oh, so small. <laughs> it's such a small town." Yeah. How um how different was kind of like the uh, theater community compared to like Barry and Toronto compared to like victoria and say like vancouver like those kind of two well i mean this is just my personal experience i love the theater in out west is a little bit more like you get a little bit more of the artsy type thing you do have your traditional theater stuff but you have like a lot more like of the like fringe festival type yeah things a lot more independent theaters and that's really what you're gonna get um in Vancouver, it's a scene that's like pretty difficult to get into. Yeah. I find like, like they kind of, I don't know, like it, it just wasn't, I personally found that the theater like in Toronto was better. Yeah. I don't know, like it didn't excite me as much just because okay. I think, I think Vancouver is a lot more of a film hub than it is a theater hub. Not yeah. to say that it's an, an amazing community surrounding like the arts yeah in Vancouver yeah. there really is um but I found like personally I just found a lot more success behind the scenes in Vancouver mm-hmm. if, we're, if we're talking success but yeah no I just I don't know there was something there was something about the um I don't know 
there was something about it that just kind of turned me off of theater for a, a, a minute. Okay. I didn't expect, you know, yeah. there were only, I can say, say there were like two shows that I went to go see that I was like, damn, I wish I had auditioned for that one. Right. You know, yeah. or like, yeah. that was a good one. Like, I wish I was up there. Yeah. You know, I totally understand what you're saying. When I was out there, um, we saw probably close to five or six shows a month. That was kind of part of our curriculum. You had to have a certain amount of shows each month. Um, and so we'd go to Calgary. Actually, I think the furthest we went, I think, was Calgary. So we didn't travel very far. Um, but the Calgary theater scene is the very it's like very artsy they are doing Shakespeare and they are doing um you know those traditional like Broadway shows but there's a lot yeah there's a lot of independent uh companies which is I I love independent companies because I'm like heck yeah we need more of those people who are you know creating the art um but yeah I remember um especially in Alberta and I'm sure it was probably similar in BC um the indigenous uh, art community is like so much more visible than it is in Ontario that's saying there there is a lot more population wise uh, yeah. out that way but it's so super cool I, I that was one of the like the huge changes that I saw in the theater world compared to Barrie in Toronto was like you don't see any of that in Toronto um even with the the independent uh companies in Toronto you do you hardly see really anything like that no there's definitely like some really good especially on the island they yeah. uh I think I I saw a little bit more of that side mm-hmm. on the island more so than in Vancouver but I think that's might be just my own fault for not doing more while I was there I right think. right yeah but yeah just like even just the use of the land and like the historic buildings that they have there's a lot more site-specific theater um they have like their shakespeare festival is on on the island is like in the park and like you're they're like running up and down the hills and like it's just beautiful and just like really the creativity is like just unreal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I just, ah, thinking about it makes me so happy. Also, <laughs> also, BC and Alberta are just beautiful places. So if you haven't gone, just, I, I remember when my parents were dropping me off uh, at school, we had a couple days beforehand to do some traveling sightseeing. We, I was born in Calgary, but we moved like, before I turned one or two. So I, I don't remember right. any of it. So we did some sightseeing in Calgary. Uh, and then one day we're just like, we're just going to go to Banff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool. So we're driving on the highway and I was like, wow, those mountains are huge. And my mom just goes, yeah, those are foothills. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what? It's insane. Yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, though, if you have problems with like altitude that's also a problem <laughs> yeah that yeah. was definitely an adjustment it's so incredible being surrounded by 
just like, like you, I've never had mountains in my skyline. Yeah, that, that was the thing. I was like, I've never seen oh my mountains goodness. before. No, I, like, it was the most magical thing I had ever seen. And I was like, like sometimes it would be like during our lunch break, I'm like, can we, can we go see the mountains? <laughs> can we just like, I need to see sky. I need yeah. to see mountains. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I remember being like, oh, you know, Blue Mountain. That's a big one. No, no, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's a, it's a hill. Yeah. So yeah, I, I love, uh, after I left, it was one of those things where I was like, you know what? If I ever got a chance to move out here, I totally would. Cause I, the, just the arts community in general, specifically for me in Calgary, there is a very thriving arts community, which you, as an artist, you need kind of that, like, constant feeding of of art and creativity um to be able to lit like i i don't know what i would do if all of a sudden the arts were like gone <laughs> you know what i mean oh gosh yeah i don't want to think about it <laughs> <laughs> well it's fun i i was uh i was talking with uh, i don't know if you remember liam bidmead yes i he do did, he did honk jr like a while a while ago yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so we were, we were just talking about the arts and and kind of like how important it is um and we got on the topic of how all these like high schools are cutting their arts departments and like cutting funding and stuff and it's just like you do realize that like it's it's the it's the we don't realize that movies and tv are still arts yeah so if if the arts were to disappear we wouldn't have entertainment of any kind <laughs> yeah no it's insane yeah just oh my gosh I can't even think of, well like I mean I personally um like the schools I went to mm-hmm. I'm, I can't speak to what they're like now but at the time there was no you had your art class you had your music class yeah that was that was it yeah no there was absolutely there were there was no arts program yeah so like I had to go outside of my school yeah. to get all that kind of stuff and yeah. yeah I I mean it was such I don't know like I don't yeah I don't know the arts like the arts community in Barrie because it was so inclusive and strong and like and present like yeah. I don't I don't like it it was my safe haven it was yeah no people I don't think people realize actually how strong the arts community in Barrie is yeah I think because we don't you know, we don't have the arts slapped on the face of, of, you know, all the buildings and all that stuff. Like there are some cities, uh, if you go to Sudbury, um, I did a show up in Sudbury for a summer. Um, they have a festival called um, the Art Crawl, which literally is uh, mural artists. They have these open building walls. People like kind of be like, hey, my building has an open wall. Would anybody be willing to make a mural? And like, just huge mur- murals so like you you drive into downtown Sudbury and there's just art everywhere which is awesome in Montreal they yeah. do like a weekend or a week's festival where they just yeah. kind of like you reserve your wall and you just kind of yeah exactly whatever yeah. you want yeah. it's beautiful to see um and like in other ways too sorry <laughs> that's okay 
No, I went to uh, I went to Melbourne a couple years ago, and the buildings are designed by the Arctic architecture students. Wow, that's cool. That's like their like final project is they get to design a building. That's so cool, and it actually gets built and like. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's awesome! Like it's insane, like. And even just because uh, my my sister's in New Zealand now, mm-hmm. so like going, I went and visited her for two months. Jealous, okay. A couple years ago, <laughs> highly recommend. Yeah, yeah. Wellington is incredible, just in terms of arts and theater, and mm-hmm. it's very. I found it to be very much like Victoria, but the landscape is a bit more extreme. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's just surrounded by, you're surrounded by the ocean and by nature. And because like the majority of the the land is protected. Right. So like they're yeah. building up instead of like out. Out. Awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah. No, 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 highly recommend. If anyone has never been to New Zealand, go to Wellington. They have like free concerts in the park yeah. during the summer. Like, oh my <laughs> God. So it's cool. So it's so good. <laughs> And the the art there is very, very politically driven. Yeah, just the inclusivity, the the stories that is always are always like about their indigenous people and like the, mm-hmm. or they'll modernize those tales to kind of do things. I don't know, like some yeah. of the coolest art theater. Would you say that the art there is not art just for the sake of art, but it's art to tell a story or to uh, make a statement absolutely yeah absolutely and that yeah. one and there's always um art installations uh popping up just kind of everywhere all the time that maybe are just a bit more for the sake of art but but at the same time like the fact that their city and their community is letting them do that is like is crazy different i mean very slowly getting there there's some murals popped up um uh friend of ours uh and our poet laureate victoria butler has been able to put up like poetry around the city in downtown like stuff like that um but yeah i guess it's i think we need to make um art and not just entertainment more accessible to be able to walk outside and to stop and stare at a wall because it's got art on it is so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, instead of having to like, you know, go search for it online be like, you know, where, where is this show happening? When it's, when is it happening? Be like walking. I would love to be walking downtown and just be like, Oh, there's a show happening. Cool. Let's sit and watch for, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I think that's, that's one of the things that I, I, love hearing about about yeah like New Zealand and and other cities and I I kind of wish that Barry would would maybe take some some pointers on that well it's just like the arts in like like North American mainstream like arts and entertainment is just so different from like the rest of the world yeah and like I feel it I it's all very much like this is what we do. Yeah. You know, which is really unfortunate, you know, because then you try to do something like just like slightly out of the box and everyone's like, whoa. It either, it either goes horribly wrong with everybody else or it goes 
incredibly right. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, just to, it'd be really cool to see more of the, like, I don't like, I don't even know how to describe it without being like just the, an international style of theater in heavy yeah. quotations. I mean, sure that, <laughs> yeah, that... but I don't know. I think Barry could do it. Why not? I think so too. I think, I think it'll take, um, some changes of thought for well, didn't they do they started doing like plays on the bus we didn't like wasn't so that, that was uh tift did a production of oh man i'm i can't remember it was a show um that was based on a bus but tift did that as well as they did music man on the uh on the bus right. yeah so, more stuff like that that just sounds yeah. really cool yeah, yeah, I, I, I've been really thinking about lately, especially with the pandemic and and I mean Georgian the the Georgian theater sh- like not shutting down and not being a part of the City of Barry Theater, like group, um and Fisher Auditorium gonna take forever to get <laughs> done, um, I've been thinking sitting here and just going. Why can't we, we have like beautiful parks in Barrie. We have Sunnydale Park. We have like Heritage Park, which Theater by the Bay, when they did Shakespeare, would do Shakespeare in the park. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we've got these like beautiful places, big wide open spaces that can hold uh, tons of people <laughs> if, if they wanted to. Why aren't we doing that now, especially during the pandemic when the only way that we can really gather uh, outside of our bubbles are is outside um like it makes no sense why there isn't more outdoor theater at the moment yeah but. and outdoor theater is i feel like that's like a quintessential experience like as a child like me as a as a young child mm-hmm. going to theater by the bay's theater in the park yeah. was like it's amazing you're sitting there you're sitting on the ground cool grass beneath you and there's someone directly in front of you that you could almost touch i feel like as much as like theater in a theater is great there and like, you know, theater magic and there's smoke and there's, you know, lights and blah, blah, blah. There's something about being able to physically see the sweat dripping off of the performer in front of you. That is like super special. <laughs> Getting the spit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But like, yeah, I mean, there's no reason Barry is definitely proven that you can still have that like theater magic outside. Yeah. You know, like we do it all the time. They do it all the time during like the waterfront festival, Kevin Fest, like when they have those stages set up. Yeah. And I mean, we now have um, Meridian square, which is a stage. Yeah. Um, Right. Like it's, it's one of those things that we, we now, not that we now have them, we've always had them, I just don't think we've been utilizing them to their full potential um, as much as we could. Thank you so much for listening this week. That was part one of my conversation with Kaylin Tavener. Make sure you go check out Kaylin on social media. Her Instagram is at Kaylin Rayleigh. That's C-A-I-L-I-N-R-A-I-L-I. And take a look at all the cool things she's been up to. As always, you can find Kempenfelt Community Players on Instagram at Kempenfelt Players. 
If you're interested in learning about any events or auditions coming up, make sure you visit our website, kempenfeldplayers.com and sign up for the monthly newsletter. Super excited to announce that audition forms for KCP's production of We Will Rock You have just been released. The audition dates are September 7th, 8th, and 10th. Directed by myself and Julie Underhill, music direction by Edwina Douglas, and choreography by Kieran Day. We're so excited to get this production started, so go to the website to book your audition today. Well, that's all for now. Catch me in two weeks when I continue my conversation with Kaylin Tavener. Until then, I'll have to ask that you exit stage left. Stage left.